Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. On today's episode, we are going to talk about coping with the holidays. So I think this is um, going to be timely, obviously, for the time of year that mm-hmm. we're in right now. Uh, but also, as we come upon this holiday season, there's going to be a lot of pitfalls to navigate for those of us that are living yeah. um, the BLE lifestyle. So I think uh, we just wanted to talk through uh, some strategies that we've you know, some strategies that we've come up with, some mm-hmm. stories that maybe that we have about um, maybe past pitfalls and that sort of thing. So I'm actually going to start because I, I just, I think everybody's going to find this very humorous. When I mm-hmm. first decided to join BLE mm-hmm. <laughs> on November 30th, 2022, I said, I am not giving up my Christmas treat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to have my Christmas treat. I'm not going to give it up. And I was like, I, you know, I just, I was adamant like that I, and and my birthday is in February. So I was also like, okay, I'll also do my birthday. So I had already planned to cheat day one. So just, just like, right. let's lay that out there. <laughs> right up like, front. Yeah. Right, right, right up front. Right. I was like, nope, I'm not. I already gonna, have I'm an exit strategy. I do right. have an exit strategy. not going to do it. And so it was interesting as the, what, 26 days between uh, November 30th and December 25th when the Christmas treat happened yeah. um, is that I got so invested in the program and having the identity of no sugar and no flour that I was even able to make that for my entire family and not eating any of it on Christmas wow. morning because right. I decided honestly in that moment on that day that it wasn't worth it. And I was maybe a little oh. scared. I was, yeah. I would say there's probably a little fear there because I had sure. gone through the detox. I was like, I am not sure what that's going to do for me because this Christmas street has both sugar and flour mm-hmm. in it. And so I was like, I am not sure what that's going to do to me. And do I want to mm-hmm. feel bad? And I remember my mom and I talking about it. She's like, Oh, you'll probably feel really icky. Cause my mom had stopped sugar at one point in her life for a long time and knew mm-hmm. that like the ill effects of coming, going on and off mm-hmm. sugar. Yeah. And she's like, you're probably just going to feel really icky all day if you do it. So you probably, I mean, she, you know, yeah. so anyway, so long story short, um, that was how I coped with my first holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, uh, yeah, the lesson there was, is that I just, you know, number one, um, it is overcomable because I had yeah. decided that I was mm-hmm. going to cheat day mm-hmm. one and I did not, mm-hmm. I still have not broken my lines. Thank you. Um, you know, very, um, I feel very blessed that, that I can say that, but I also, um, I just know that like my mentality did a major shift in between the yeah. day I signed up and December 25th. So but that speaks to what you had originally, you know, that story that you had told yourself in your head about what you had to have for it to be a, you know, air quotes, good holiday. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And that 
and that that was part of the tradition. Right. I couldn't give up the tradition. And I'm sorry if anybody yeah. can hear Sprinkles snoring in the background. It's <laughs> right. really loud it's, right it's now. On. Oh, we Sprinkles. need to put a picture. Of Sprinkles. Yes, we're right. gonna put yeah, a pic- picture of Sprinkles up because <laughs> you guys all need to know she's the she's the unofficial fourth member of she's the podcast queen crew. Bee. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. Back to back to it. But yes, no, because that was our tradition. Right. That was my tradition growing up. Christmas morning. This is what we ate. Right. And that the thought of not being able to have that, mm. there was, like you said, there was so much emotion yeah. around, well, how can it be Christmas without that? Right. And one of the exercises that I would encourage everyone to do, whether it's talking about a, a holiday tradition or birthdays <clears throat> or, or what have you, is sit down probably at least, I would say at least, you know, a month in advance if you can. Sit down. Before November 30th. Before November 30th. (laughs) Right. Sit down with your family and kind of go around the table and look at everyone and say, okay, so it wouldn't be um, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving without, you know, X, Y, Z. And kind of see what people name, Mm -hmm. right? Or it wouldn't be this holiday without, right? And it's really interesting because what people often name for me instead of a specific food item is, well, it wouldn't be that tradition um, without Aunt Martha around the table, or it wouldn't be that tradition, right? Like I'm, I am a you know a, a British person, and so around the Christmas holidays we do the the poppers with the little Christmas hats, right? And so that for me is so special and really when you sit down and nail down okay how can we make these holidays more bealy right because we could still have you know the turkey at thanksgiving or we could right i remember what what did we do the first year that i was up here with you guys what what did we make? Yeah, we did really. I mean, really, we did we did turkey. Right. I just didn't have the stuffing. Right. Right. We did. Uh, we did. A, I did a green bean casserole with just green beans and mushrooms, mm-hmm. and out without the creamy mm-hmm. mushroom sauce. Yeah. Right. Soup or whatever. Yeah. We just kind of modified a salad and. Right. And we still had some of the other things for people that weren't on the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about. Uh, you know, I, I asked Robin to bring. Uh, right. You know, something that had sugar in it for right. my mother-in-law because she wasn't on the plan, and right. she that that's a really one of her favorite items. Right. Mm-hmm. So we made sure that we had that item yeah I mean uh, you know Susan Pierce Thompson talks a lot about run the experiments run your own experiment when you talk about you know I want to have that XYZ food item now my husband is not a 10 on the susceptibility scale he's like a Mm 7 maybe a 6 right Mm -hmm. Um, and we do BLE together and we've been in maintenance together and he said you know at Thanksgiving I'm going to have a piece of pie right Every year I want to have that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. He had that. He ran that experiment. Didn't trigger him. Never had anything else. Went right back on mm-hmm. plan. It didn't cause a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. But I know Susan Pierce Thompson, who is a 10 on the susceptibility scale, right. talks about her experiments with coming off the plan and how horrible she felt yeah. and how horrible mm-hmm. it was to get back mm-hmm. on it. I'm a 10. Right. I, I don't want to take that experiment. I'm <laughs> right. going to trust that someone else has already done that experiment and <laughs> right. go with their results. Right. I don't think I'll have the same result as my husband, and I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Just like Megan, early in my plan, I had a whole, I'm going to have a certain thing to drink. Mm-hmm. When I'm at maintenance, I'm going to let myself have that once oh, a month. Right. That was the right. story I told myself because I couldn't imagine never having that mm. drink again. And so, and very similarly, once I got to that point, I mean, I lost about 70 pounds and now Mm -hmm. I'm on maintenance. 
I don't want that anymore. Yeah. I don't want it. The thing that it did for me yeah. before was because it was filling a dopamine. It was giving me a dopamine hit. Yep. And I don't get my dopamine from mm-hmm. oral intake anymore. And mm-hmm. so I don't any, I don't even crave it anymore. So it's so weird. So if you're early in this program and you're thinking, oh my God, I can do this, mm-hmm. but oh, that one thing, like I just mm-hmm. can't give it up for the holidays or this is my special thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. very likely you're not going to crave it the same way that you're craving it before you get on. But the let's plan. talk about this. Let's talk about <clears throat> The, th- the, the mentality of I can never have something ever again. Yeah, right. Because I think that that's really important to talk yeah. about how to frame that emotionally. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's, I'm just not going to have it today. Yeah. Right? And I know Susan talks, tells that story mm-hmm. about the old, the, old, the old alcoholic guy. Right. That, that would come in every, every day, day and I'm say, just not gonna I'm not going to have a drink today. Right. I'm going to, I may drink tomorrow, but I'm not going right. to drink today. Yeah. Right. And so I think that the mentality of like the future tripping, you yeah. know, yeah. about, okay, you know, in the, during the holiday and like I did it, I mean, I did it. Like I said, oh, I'm going to break my lines. Yep. Like I already mm-hmm. I said it, but instead of taking that now, you know, the mentality is, is like, well, today I'm not going to have that. And like, I don't know what's going to happen two years from now, Mm -hmm. but I can pretty much guarantee this holiday season, I probably won't be partaking in any of that. Mm -hmm. I will be keeping my lines. But again, Mm -hmm. like keeping that present mentality of like, I don't have to do this um, for the rest of my life, or I don't have to, I don't have to think about this for the rest of my life. I just have Mm -hmm. to think about it today. And that, I think that that shift in your mentality really helps with the overwhelmingness yeah of that emotion around the you know whatever that that emotion is around that food Mm -hmm. and so instead of you know saying like oh well you know this was a special treat that I always did with this Mm -hmm. person and now I can't do that ever again because I've I've heard people in the program say that but I but I can't imagine never having, never having that ever again. And I was like, you don't have to imagine that. Yeah. All you have to do mm-hmm. is say, I'm not going to do it today. today. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think that, um, you know, the holidays too, is that yes, like, you know, I think there will come a time, like you said, when it won't even be a thought anymore because it will, that craving, those cravings will be gone. But that, I mean, that could take a long time for some people. And you know. I'm even at a point where um, I can prepare food for other people that's NMF mm-hmm. and it does not trigger yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And so, but then I'm in a weird place of like, am I now a food pusher? Yes. Right. And right. it's funny because oh, yes. my kids are both really low on the susceptibility scale, which is really a blessing, yeah. I think is a wonderful yeah. thing. And, you know, when we had our last holiday event and we talked about what kind of things we were going to have, and they were like, Mom, we don't really need that. Mm. Yes. And I was like, oh, how interesting. Yeah. Because I grew up in a home that was very deprived of all sweets, mm-hmm. right? I overreacted by wanting to make sweets for everybody all the time because mm-hmm. I wish that that had been done for me, mm-hmm. right? And so I projected that out onto everyone else and thought that mm-hmm. that was something everyone loved. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, they just actually want to be together. They don't really need that food to have a good holiday. So I think that's, and then on the flip side though, again, like, you know, my mother-in-law, she's not on BLE and she doesn't need to be on BLE. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to be on BLE. Right. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, she has very close ties to certain foods for holidays and I want to do those things for her. And, um, Mm -hmm. I was going to tell you this story about my, my grandparents when they were in their 50, early fifties went on Weight Watchers and they stayed on it the rest of their life. They lost their weight and they kept it down on Weight Watchers whole rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And they, my grandfather lived to be 104 and my grandmother died in her Mm -hmm. like early Mm nineties. So, but they, they were, they were kind of preachy about it. 
And I remember going to their house for Thanksgiving. We didn't live near them, so we didn't often get together with them for the holidays. So when we did, it was a big deal. My aunt and uncle came, mm-hmm. we came, and so we had this big family gathering. And I just remember, you know, walking in, and she set up the food that she's cooked, and it's like these little bowls. Here's just the peas. You know, here's just this little bowl of mashed potatoes. Oh. I mean, it's like an oversized soup bowl was right. all the mashed potatoes for, for like everybody. 10 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 10 grown people. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and so she's doling out these, like, like in our estimation, pediatric portions of, <laughs> you know what I mean, of the holiday meal. I mean, it's the holiday meal, but it's right. like, wow, yeah. you know what I mean, from because we're not on this Weight Watchers plan with yeah, her, right? Yeah. And I just remember my aunt and uncle, you know, said, we need to go get something right after dinner. And they went to Burger King. You know what I mean? And had a whole Burger King meal because they were really hungry. (laughs) And so I just, I think that's the flip side of it. And we've talked about this before just with, you know, with eating with others or whatever. But I think Mm -hmm. um, you have to kind of balance between, again, other people that aren't on this plan don't need to be on this plan. You don't need to make them feel guilty about their portions. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a food pusher and cook things Mm -hmm. that weren't asked to be cooked, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, Susan says, you know, you don't have to cook them at all. If you're not comfortable touching any of that, but it's going to be present, you can just order it in, order it pre-made, ask someone else to bring it. That's a very smart strategy. But I also think, again, just... Um, you can make the holiday for you about connecting with those people that you love mm-hmm. and let them deal with whatever the food is for them. Right. You mm-hmm. don't need to put everybody on your meal plan. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you just need to make sure you're on your meal plan. And we right. talked about mm-hmm. making sure that you are advocating for yourself, that you are, you know, making sure that you are eating what you need to eat. Right. But you know, you can thread the needle. You can, you can decide that you're going to make that holiday about your connections and let other people decide what the holiday is for them, whether right. it's about food or connection. And that's a really powerful thing, right? To look at what is your self-talk about holidays and the food that either is or isn't present. Because, and again, that kind of speaks back to what Megan was talking about, you know, the, the you know, never again, you know, self-talk of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to have that thing again. Um, because when we tell that narrative, it's awful that I will never be able to have that thing again. And what I've heard each of you saying is it's actually not awful that I'm (laughs) not eating that thing again, right? Which is the power of the language and the narrative that we tell ourselves about what it means to eat or not eat a certain food. And when we can flip into that, that empowering mindset of I'm not going to eat that today. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's the chemical part of not being addicted. We're not addicted to sugar and flour anymore because, well, you know, we could go back to it if we tried to eat it, but we're not locked Mm -hmm. into the cycle of being in a craving setting. And so I think that makes a huge difference. That, that, that knowing for maybe for some people that are new to the program, knowing that that will come. Yeah. Right. That it will get, Easier. You will get to a point where not having that food is is not as overwhelming it's as not it a seems. Physical sensation. Anymore. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. I think too, holidays really should be about being with people you love mm-hmm. or celebrating the holiday itself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a, in a spiritual tradition or whatever, whatever the holiday is about, sure. right? It should. If it's Thanksgiving. It should be about being mm-hmm. thankful, mm-hmm. and um, you know, spend some energy being creative about what kind of new traditions mm-hmm. could I create mm-hmm. for my family that center around this holiday that would be fun and engaging and things my kids would remember or my family Mm -hmm. will remember that aren't about the food because there's so many things, you know, you can do. 
there are, but what, what you said was being with people you love. And for a lot yeah. of people, mm, I will, I will make sure to put up my, um, dysfunctional family bingo. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can, let's talk right. about that. That's the elephant right, in the room, because right? Because my, yeah, some my, holidays are awful for right, all the right, my, wrong reasons. Right? My running joke is that as a therapist, I could, I could charge $200 an hour for, um, you know, Thanksgiving morning therapy sessions yeah. and get calls from people in the bathroom going, I'm going to, kill Aunt yeah. Susie today. <laughs> and this is uh, this oh is gosh. a lot of times like this and, and the coping is the food. The holidays yep. already centered around food. Right. Yeah. You have a lot of family stress. Yeah. And then you're stuck with all that food there and that's the easiest thing to go to. And that comes back to it. We've talked in earlier podcasts yep. about emergency action plan. Yep. You yep. know, planning for that because that can be it can be really awful. Some people's family dysfunction is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um I you know, I had one friend that, you know, just talked about like, wow, this I have to go to this family function and we're going to be there, you know, for, for whatever of three days. And, you know, this is kind of what I'm anticipating happening. Yeah. This is. And so we kind of talked through it and I was like, well, do you have to stay at their house? Well, maybe not. Oh, you know right. what you should do? Right. You know, that's right near the forest. Why don't you mm-hmm. go get a B and B cabin in the forest mm-hmm. and go stay over, take your camper or go stay over there. Yep. And then you just tell them, Oh, we got to go. Like we checked into our place and Oh right. yeah. Then that's your escape hatch. Yeah. Yep. Right. Then you can have that. And then, and then you're sneaking in a fun indulgent thing yeah. right. that you're getting to do in and around this otherwise kind of mm-hmm. stressful holiday experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I am a big fan of, and, and I know she talks about this in the book, um, the bathroom is like the best escape. Yeah. You know, no one's going to be pounding on the door of the bathroom. No. Nope. You can you can well, run away to the bathroom. Unless you have toddlers. Well, unless you have kids. Yes. <laughs> True. Excellent point. Right. But that idea of saying, yeah. you know, I need to literally stand up from this table and walk away yeah. and go to the bathroom and work my emergency plan yeah. or text my my village for some support Um, and I think that's again we were talking about you know planning for stressful events and I think that's a really important thing to texture texture village and say I I, at noon today I am going to my mother's house and oh my gosh you know I'm yeah do you want me to call you so you can get interrupted because I can do that right right (laughs) Right. I can have a crisis this is my crisis yeah I got a a work call I gotta take this it's gonna take a couple hours to sort this out I'll be outside (laughs) right but but being willing to know going in and I think the problem is we all we all hope we all wish that our families would really show up so that we could kind of have that Norman Rockwell holiday and the problem is is that um you know when you put a microscope on people when you add stress they they do not rise to the occasion they they default to their factory settings yeah Mm -hmm. And so you have to go in expecting that, you know, what do I usually get from my mother at food centric holidays? I get X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so going in, knowing that saying, no, it's, it's reasonable to expect that this person is not going to be supportive of right. me eating BLE. Right. There's going to be some, you know, aggressive knife and fork action from my mother when I say no to this food item. Mm-hmm. Um, and how will you manage that? So having that plan of how, how are you going to manage that and, and what's, um, yeah. who are your people? And then, you know, at the social gathering, is there someone who is safer to be around yeah. that you could just spend more time with? Yep. You know, get to know that person better, yep. spend more time with that person. Mm-hmm. Extricate yourself if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the moral of the story here is, is that support, Mm -hmm. plan, (laughs) 
maybe make um, non-food plans. I think that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Try and find um, non-food centric Mm -hmm. things to do to celebrate. Uh, And yeah, I think, you know, I think the traditions that the old traditions maybe need to be old and we need to let them go Mm -hmm. of um, that. It has to be centered around the food. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that just knowing, I think for me, knowing that that food didn't serve me and didn't serve my health journey and that I'm so much healthier now for not eating sugar and flour anymore, Mm -hmm. uh, that I don't want to go back. Like I don't have that desire to go back now in my life. And so, you know, my hope is, is that if you're out there and you're new and you're like, I don't think I'll ever get there, that you can just do that one day at a time mm-hmm. yeah. um, mentality because I think that that is the easiest way to get through. Um, don't be like me and say you're going to cheat right off the bat because, jeez, <laughs> that was gross. I'm just kidding. Um, it was where I was at, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I was very resistant and I have a very strong rebel part. So yeah. that is um, who I am. Yep. <laughs> Everyone is nodding and agreeing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, we really hope that, um, you know, this helps maybe, uh, with some of the coping during the holiday time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do a future podcast about, you know, pressures from people when it comes to the food we eat and, mm. you know, pressures against the program. Cause I think that's another uh, really good topic, um, that kind of goes hand in hand with this coping with the holiday stress. So hopefully this was helpful and that's all for episode today. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.